0: Next on BYU Sports Station, how the Kooks tourney train coincides with managing injuries. BYU Football All Access returns with the new director of football performance, Frank Wintrick, How he has already changed things. Plus, Devin Mahina joins us live before the Senior Bowl. His plan to raise NFL draft stock even more. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by...
1: The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and
0: BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Let's flip the track and bring the old school back. BYU Sports Nation Live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, Friday, January 23rd. Friday. Forever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Rebecca Black's makeup artist, Jerem Jordan. False.
2: (laughs) But we like sports and we don't care who knows. That is correct. True. Reunited, brother. Yes.
0: I got pretty comfortable over there, I'll be honest. You want to host? You can come over and host. I'll I'll sit in your chair.
2: I don't think we planned for this, so you better sit there. Okay,
0: I will stay here. Hey, uh, big day today, obviously. I'm back. Okay, that, that leads it off, right? Did I miss <laughs> anything while I was gone? Uh,
2: No, besides Michigan State and Frank Wintrick <laughs> and Spencer Hadley. Michael and Alisa. Three different guests. Yeah, it was busy. It was fun.
0: you kidding me? I didn't miss it. I was watching every day. Of course. I had to tell somebody to like, my wife's like, you know what? You should just like purposely try and not watch. I'm like,
2: Whoa. It's your favorite TV show. That it is. Besides The Bachelor. It is
0: the greatest hour on television right now.
2: <laughs> nice qualifier. Uh, I'm Qualified compliments are th- the worst. Oh, that was good for uh, filling a- the blank. A- Na- d- wait, w- was it good or not? Today is also a good day because I'm going to Guster tonight in Salt Lake. I love that band. Great. Band. A lot of people are like, "Who's Guster?" <coughs> oh, use the cop button. That idea. We don't normally u- we don't normally use it in the middle of the show like this.
0: What? <laughs> That's why the cough button is there. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, we're missing, we're missing, we're missing the story. Skyball oh, yeah. is declaring bankruptcy. Oh. Where in the world am I going to get my elite foot massager for hundred and forty-nine dollars while cruising at thirty-five thousand feet?
2: I need more Wi-Fi more often. I need it in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I need it on a plane. I need snakes on a plane. I need <laughs> what? I don't know. We need lots of things. <laughs>
0: Have you have you ever seriously considered buying program? something from SkyMall?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> right now the producer's like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, the conversation <laughs> is alive and well, 24-7 we on Twitter. Oh, my gosh. We're this three minutes is in. BYU Sports Nation, and we remind you to use the hashtag BYUSN to be a part of BYU Sports Nation, starting it off with our Twitter question.
2: Who would BYU benefit more by having healthy? Nate Austin. Or Anson Winder. Yes. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At B underscore far. Nate Austin. Other guards have filled Anson's role. No bigs have stepped up to fill Nate's shoes. And those are big shoes. We have one of them on our
0: side. There is depth at the, go- at the guard line in terms of scoring. So I. Skyler hard, Halford. Hard Tyler can raise against the game.
2: That. Chase made five threes a couple games in a row. That happened.
3: Yeah, but, you need Nate. But a-
0: depth at the big man position is a concern. We miss you, Elder Mika. Yeah. That we, we do. need to write Caesar, him a When are you coming Caesar. back, Caesar? Here are your BYU sports nation headlines. What's going on today? Anson Winder is likely back. Yes. Nate Austin? Yes. Not so much. Not good. The Gonzaga Bulldogs remained perfect in WCC play last night with a twenty one point victory over Saint Mary's. Somebody called
2: that. I recall Saturday,
0: Saturday night. Yeah. Hmm, you said St. Mary's
2: that? would lose by 20-plus yes. in a moment of passion, and it happened, 21.
0: You think that team is going to go into Spokane and win? No way. Come
2: on. Whew. The Zags are good, man. Really good. Really Pep- good.
0: Pepperdine, or I should say San Francisco, did BYU a huge favor last night, knocking off
2: Pepperdine. Nice job, Dons. Way to bring it. Okay, they're like in tied for third.
0: 70% Pepperdine. in the second half, and now BYU is in a great position to finish in the top three. We'll tell you why that matters so, so much during this show. It's called the tease. That it is. Also on BYU TV tonight, BYU Utah State Gymnastics. The ladies return to the floor uh, to take on the Aggies, a match that they lost last year. You can watch that live on BYU TV. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Two steps forward, one step back. Nate practiced
4: yesterday, uh, and I I thought he, you know, had a, a really good practice, and in the last minute, last two minutes of our, our last drill, he
1: tweaked that thing again. So uh, he won't play this week, and it's uh, the doctors will examine it while we're gone, and then see how what the situation is when we get back on Monday.
0: Fact: Dave Rose is bummed about Nate Austin retweaking his hammy, as is the rest of BYU Sports Nation. So the bad news out of the way, Nate. Well, he's still dealing with that right hamstring. Not traveling. Will be reevaluated on Monday, as Dave Rose just said. Six weeks and counting, man. No specific timetable for his return. I shattered another pane of glass when I heard that news yesterday. <laughs>
2: Way to go, Spencer. Yeah, no, not awesome. Not awesome. Buoy needs Nate Austin back. The good news is that Anson Winder is hopeful. They anticipate he'll play. That's the good news. But man, our Twitter question is an interesting one. Who? Who would BYU benefit more from having back? I think that it's Nate Austin. I really do. His intangibles, his ability to rebound the, that basketball, he was top three in the WCC last year in rebounding, was way down earlier this year, went from, what, 7.9 to 5.6. But still, the extra possessions he creates by drawing charges, by tipping the ball, by jump balls. Yeah, the intangibles. BYU misses that, defending and rebounding. That way Kyle Collinsworth doesn't have to rebound so much on the other end. By the way, if Nate Austin plays, Kyle Collinsworth does not get... As many triple doubles, or maybe any, in my opinion, because Nate's in there to gobble up a lot of those rebounds.
0: It's a guessing game as to when Nate will play again.
2: You know, I'm, if at all, I'm, is he going to play again this season?
0: Like we this, hope? this has been drawn you out know?
2: a lot. Is a medical redshirt at play? Probably not, but there is a small chance that that
0: exists. Ideally, Nate gets back, you know, fast tomorrow, <laughs> and it and it's for the home games next week. But looking at it realistically, if you tweak something. It's generally a couple of weeks. I don't really know what that means, but
2: so can, uh, what, what's the degree of the? Ham- <sighs> did he tear it again? Can he uh, get back?
0: Can he get back for Pepperdine and LMU on that LA road trip? That's and important. please, please, can he be back for the home game against St. Mary's? You need him. on February twelfth. You need him because right now
2: you're in a position as BYU where you're out, you're out looking in. You need to do something significant down the stretch
0: to get in. Yeah, you mentioned to the, the good, you, you mentioned the good news. BYU senior guard Anson Winder. Back for the time being, okay. Dave Rose said that he looks good, and that's a quote, and that he's hopeful that the Cougar's second leading scorer will play this weekend against San Diego. Okay, well, here's the reality: BYU likely without Nate for at least a few weeks. Anson back for the time being, hoping he can stay healthy. They're fifteen. He's and not one hundred percent. Exactly, sprained knee. They're fifteen and six. They're banged up, but this is a team that still holds its. I guess controls its own destiny for you NCAA at-large tournament hopes. Just yes. ask Anson Winder. We're far from you know being done. We're far from quitting. Um, there's ten games left, and you know we go on a ten-game winning streak, and you know things change. You know you end the year twenty-five and six, and you know it starts to look a little bit better, better for you in the postseason. So things aren't lost. Um, nothing's broken.
2: Yeah, no. I would disagree with the things aren't broken. You'd, like well, there are some injuries. Nate's hamstring is broken of <laughs> sorts, but BYU has a chance to do something. I don't, th- I don't see BYU going on a 10-game win streak, winning at Gonzaga. I don't see hardly anyone in America winning at Gonzaga, let alone a BYU team that's been riddled by a couple of significant injuries. Don't forget Jamal Aitz is an injury that is of note. BYU expected him to get back. He's probably going to redshirt. That's not from BYU. That's just my guess. He's not even going to start rehab for a week. He's, I don't think BYU plays him this year. There's been some questions to that. So ten games left. If BYU could go uh, nine and one, eight and two, they're in a position where if they get to the title game, they're going to hit twenty five wins in there, and probably be
0: okay. A ten game win streak would put BYU in the NCAA. Tournament. They're not going to win just, ten in a row, man. Okay, but that would At mean Gonzaga that is, would mean ending the nation's longest home winning streak. Gonzaga, which is currently 35 after they destroyed St. Mary's last night.
2: BYU played a good game against the Zags at home. In the kennel, it's different. Look at what St. Mary's did. St. Mary's lost by 21 and got worked. It could have been 31. I'm not saying BYU will lose that game. I'm saying it's, it's likely. That's tough. That's not a knock on BYU. What if BYU wins the next nine? That's going to be tough because you play at Pepperdine and home to St. Mary's. You lost both those games already. Okay,
0: let, let's play Go the win hypothetical win game. Let's play the hypothetical game. I love game. this game. Okay? BYU finishes eight and two, which would mean that the, in, in their last ten games. Let's
2: say they lose at Pepperdine at Gonzaga would be the most likely scenario. Okay,
0: okay. they're twenty three and eight going into the West Coast Conference Tournament. Get to twenty five wins.
2: Win win the first two games that which get been, to the you Probably game. beat St. Mary's. Here's here's the, and then you have twenty five, and then if you lose to Gonzaga in the championship game, then you're okay. Then you're okay. The the only issue here is you. You can't be the four seed. BYU's tied for the third seed now because Pepperdine lost last night. Five and three, tied for third. You cannot be the four going into Vegas because you're totally out in at large conversation. I'm telling that point, you already. If
0: BYU goes nine and one or eight and two, they are the they are the three seed. They're the three seed in the West Coast Conference tournament. It's
2: going to be tough to be the two seed. St. Mary's that holds will happen. The cards. Okay,
0: just don't be the four seed. Hey, BYU four, four if,
2: seed. You have to win in Vegas the whole thing to go to the NCAA tournament. If the
0: Cougars can do the unexpected. Or maybe the expected. I mean, Anson said the ten game. Let's go on a ten game win streak. It starts San Diego. Okay, uh,
2: that's sure. That should sure, be our goal. Let's win them
0: all. If BYU is nine and one, twenty four and seven, going into the NCAA, or going into the West Coast Conference tournament. They're in a good position to make the NCAA tourney, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the
2: BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 91, Spencer's favorite year, and BYU basketball has a 91% chance of making the NCAA tournament if they win 25 games. That, according to TeamRankings.com. So San Diego is Saturday. Go and win that, and then keep it going next week against San Fran and Santa Clara.
0: Get to 25 wins. We've been screaming it for more than a month. Like, that's been the number.
2: 24, you're nervous. 25, it's like, okay, you're probably in.
0: Starts at San Diego tomorrow. Another guard-heavy team plays a very slow style. I mean, they're holding teams consistently in the 50s. Good luck with that against BYU and Kyle Collinsworth, who leads the nation in triple doubles. And, of course, Tyler Haas, who is one of the best scorers in the entire country. On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Station. Yeah, you're on the beat now. 183. Tyler Hawes, 183 points away from passing Jimmer Fredette as the all-time leading scorer in BYU basketball. Last four games, 104 points. That's getting her done. 26. 26 26 and a half points. Who would BYU benefit more by having healthy Nate Austin Or Anson Winder, let's go to the Twitter machine.
4: It's Twitter time.
0: At J. Bragini J. We need both. Yes. Nate is sorely missed, but Anson's game is too hot right now to be out.
2: And we'll see him post knee sprain. I mean, where's he at? We'll see Saturday.
0: Yeah, how how good will Anson Winder be? That's a huge question. I'm glad he's
2: out there. Even if he's not 100%, you need him.
0: At every day, chess. Austin for rebounding and defense. Yes and yes. But also because it would let Winder go back to coming off the bench for points. I, Ant, I don't think Anson goes away if, if Nate Austin is back, right? Or,
2: no, it would just add depth. I, I think that Nate might get Nate, the start, at the, start the, of the five. at the post player. Yeah. Then you bring Luke and Corbin and Isaac and those guys off the bench. Hey, First name. They're Brazilian soccer players now.
0: (laughs) At JSM Claus for the real important games, Gonzaga, SMC, Austin for sure. But for other teams, Winder would be more than enough. Hey, get ready to get fired up, BYU Sports Nation. We're going back to BYU football all access. We introduce you to Frank Wintrick. This dude is pumped. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio. And on television, BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can join us anytime you feel like it using the hashtag BYUSN. Do it. Tonight, Spencer will
2: wear a tie. Uh, I just got an email. Uh, in the <laughs> Smithfield house. It's not the Marriott Center, right? Smithfield house? It's <laughs> yes. Utah State, 9 p.m. Eastern time, watching on BYU TV. Yes. It won't be simulcast on BYU radio because listening to gymnastics would not be the
0: same as watching it. If, yeah, it's very much a visual sport. There's, yes, it is. To be quite honest, when you're doing play by there it's, it's there is not as much talking involved. We've talked about in this. Gymnastics. You're a
2: narrator. You're the yeah. narrator, yeah. and the analyst actually is the play-by-play,
0: which would be Megan Donahue They're describing what's going on. Shout out to Megan. Who would BYU benefit more by having healthy on the basketball floor? Nate Austin or Anson Wan? Eric Mika. Yeah, we know that BYU Sports Nation wants both, but who? Who do you feel like Pick one. would benefit BYU right now more? The big man or BYU's second leading scorer, Anson Winder, use the hashtag BYUSN at Dave the Good Kid says Austin. We all miss Winder, but guard play from Fisher and Collinsworth continues to improve in his absence. That was the good news from last you know, week. Not to mention Skyler Halford. Okay. Yeah. He like, almost he almost
2: answered the bell, you know, equal in uh, points. Defensively, not quite the same, but and the refs didn't help uh, old Skyler at the end of the St. Mary's game. Oh
0: my goodness! Yeah, let's not open that uh, can of worms. I did on accident. I apologize. <laughs> I'll put that in a little baggie and put. Let's it back hope in the BYU fridge. basketball can get healthy, as can BYU football before spring football gets underway. And of course, Nebraska on September fifth. BYU football all access with new director of football performance Frank Wintrick. You're going to like this.
2: Frank, uh, you've been here about a week uh, at BYU. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you very much. A lot of people are excited to have you here. Uh, Jay Omer, longtime BYU strength and conditioning coach. Uh, he did things one way, you do things another. We'll dive into kind of your philosophy in a moment. But give us a little background of where you're from and how you got to BYU.
1: Absolutely. I was born in uh, Tampa, Florida, raised in Tampa, Florida. <clears throat> did my undergrad work at uh, Kentucky Wesleyan College in Owensboro, Kentucky. Uh, from there, I got my first job in uh, Abilene, Texas at Hardin Simmons University. Um, after that, I got hired at Arizona State full time. was at Arizona State for a year. I uh, had the opportunity to come up to Utah State, worked at Utah State for two years, which is where I met Kelly Papinga. actually coached him there for, uh, for a year before he left on his mission.
2: That's how he got so strong?
1: Yeah, this is how he got so strong. Absolutely. A <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Makes sense. And then um, from there, I left and uh, went to the Citadel. I was a head strength coach at the Citadel for two years. Um, had an opportunity to come back to University of South Florida in Tampa where I was from and spent three years there and then got hired uh, as the head strength coach at University of North Texas, which was the last place I was before I came here.
2: So what, what convinced you to come to BYU and become the new strength and conditioning coach? Well,
1: what a great uh, university uh, and a great group of kids to work with. Uh, and that, that, to me, is the biggest draw is being able to, to work at a, at a unique environment where the standards are very high, both academically and uh, morally for the kids. You know, you get to work with just a different kind of kid, a different kind of athlete, and um, but still compete at a very high level. And I really uh, appreciate that about the university and about our kids and our football program. And that's what excites me the most about it.
3: How was it for you? I mean, you, you, you knew this stuff about BYU coming into it. You come in your first day, you meet the team. What were your first thoughts? You're I like. Oh boy.
1: No, I love it. I love <laughs> our you know, with these guys. The the, the the guys are hungry, and that's the thing that, that I love most about it. They're attentive. You tell them something to do, they do it. They 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 say Roger that, yes sir, and we're good to go, and we roll right into it. Um, you know, every day that we've come come through the room and, and done what we've asked the kids to do, they've gotten a little bit better every time we've asked them to do it. We haven't taken any steps back. We've taken steps forward every day this week, and uh, and, that, and that's been real. That's been a real uh, uh, pleasant aspect of, the, of this transition so far. So I really appreciate that about the kids and, and, and what we're doing.
2: You mentioned the uh, Roger that. I've heard that you you have asked some of the players to say, Roger that. Well, not
1: some of them, all of them. All of them? All of them. <laughs> all of them. Yeah, we don't, we don't, say, <laughs> we don't no, sir. say yes, sir. I just, in, in the last 12 years that I've been doing this, I uh, find out that yes, sir ends up just being something that kids say to placate you. You're sitting there explaining something to them, mm. and like, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, and then they're not <laughs> listening to you. They're just trying to placate you, and I don't like that. So um, Actually, my me- two of my mentors were both former Force Reconnaissance Marines, and uh, we developed a system uh, called a Warrior Mindset Program at University of North Texas, and it's not so much about the physical aspect, it's more about the mental aspect and one of the things that we do with our players is they're allowed to say, Roger that, and they're allowed to say it one time, and that means orders acknowledged, expect results. So if we tell them to do something and they say, Roger that, that means they acknowledge what we're telling them to do, and then they're going to do it exactly the way that we tell them to do it, and there's no more of the, the yes, sir, and we're not going to serve us to death.
2: I, I like that. Uh, is it that. Is it an intense place when you walk into that weight room? Is it a place where uh, you have fun, or is it? We go to work? It better be intense. Uh, What
1: what I just got done telling our players the other day is, what will people think of us when they walk in the door? If a scout from Nebraska walked in the door Mm -hmm. and watched our team play, what would he go back and tell those guys? Would he say, oh, they're soft, they're in there playing around, messing around in the weight room, and think it looks like fun, they're just kind of going through the motions? Or would he come back and say, boys, we better strap our helmets on because we're going to be in for a four-quarter battle coming uh, in September?
2: I'm fired up right now hearing um, about that. Man,
1: can we can we lift after this? Absolutely. Come on. <laughs> I got all day now. Let's go.
2: Uh, gosh. Frank Wintrick is on BYU Sports Nation, the new strength and conditioning coach. Is that your title here? Because you were Director of player performance, I believe, in North Texas?
1: Yeah, we said um, uh, football performance, and I'd like to continue to call it that here because what we're looking at is more than just strength and conditioning. We're not just focusing on getting the players stronger and getting them in shape. Those things are nice, but we're looking at a holistic approach. So what we're trying to do from a performance standpoint is improve all aspects of performance, not just the physical aspects, but the psychological aspects, the technical aspects, and the tactical aspects. So tying all four of those things together, which we call our four pillars of sport mastery, tying all four of those things together is going to help make us the best BYU football team that we can be. And all the things that I've done and all the things I've learned other places are great, but we need to tweak our program to fit this place. Our academic demands, the uniqueness of our players, the uniqueness of the way Coach Mendenhall wants things done, um, and and build our program to fit the way uh, our, our coaches and our university expect our our team to play and be. What
3: are some of the biggest things, the biggest differences that you've noticed here, working with Mendenhall, working with the trainer Steve Pincock mm-hmm. and Brett Mortenson? Yeah. I know there have been a lot of injuries at BYU. Right. So, so what are some things that you're doing to, to cater to BYU's needs?
1: Well, I mean, number one, Coach Mendenhall and Steve Pincock, those two that you just mentioned are absolutely outstanding. I'm just thrilled to be able to work with Coach Mendenhall. Um, Dan McCartney, the head coach that I work for at University of North Texas, was wonderful to me and gave me an opportunity at the Division One level to uh, to get my first start, and, uh, and I learned an awful lot from him. I feel like this uh, is going to be a great step for me in building just not – Professionally, but also personally because I think that Coach Hall's I can learn an awful lot from him, his organization and the way that he looks at doing things is really, really unique and special. And so I'm excited about doing that. And then Steve Pincock, what an outstanding athletic trainer. He's, he's got a lot of experience. He's very, very thorough. Every day uh, I get an injury report, usually two or three times a day, on guys getting them updated and letting me know who's got what and how we need to modify those guys. And then we work around those things to help get those guys ready. But um, just from the standpoint of making sure that we do a great job taking care of our kids. You know, we're, we're eliminating things, actually, from the program. You know, Guys did a lot of overhead lifting in the past. We're not going to be doing those things. A lot of Olympic lifting, we're not going to be doing, the, do, doing those things either. Um, so we've kind of changed the approach to what we're going to do. It's, it's a bit different. Um, one's not right, one's not wrong. It's just a little bit of a different approach.
2: Fred Quintrick in charge of BYU football performance. Does that sound better? Absolutely. In charge of football for performances on BYU Sports Nation. So take us, take us into some of those things that you do. Uh, that have been called maybe new and innovative. Mm -hmm.
1: So... When we, guy, when we get the guys in, the very first thing we do is uh, get them in their cleats and we actually drag them out to the practice field. We're going outside. We're outside of the IPF now. We're out in the cold every morning at 6 a.m. with our guys. Uh, want them out in the elements. Want them brave in the elements because you know, if there was a football game and it was 20 degrees outside, we wouldn't call a game for the weather. We're going to go out there and play in it, so we're going to train in it. We did the same thing at UNT. Uh, in the summertime, we'd have our guys out there in 120-degree in heat, and we'd go out there and we train in it. And When we get into September and play games and it was uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon and 100 degrees out on the turf, we would Absolutely wear people down, ground and pound. And by the time the team's got in the fourth quarter, you can see those guys tapping out. We expect the same thing here. And We're going to bring that same mindset and that same approach to our training here. Uh, we tell our guys in the cold and the heat, or no matter what it is, um, we tell them it, it mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. And uh, and that's that's the, the, what they hear from me over and over and over again. Um, so we run them out on the field. And uh, everything we do is very exact. You know, Coach Mendenhall's like that, and it's neat because I'm like that as well. And so we uh, we we spread them out in the lines. We do a a very thorough dynamic warm up. Usually takes about 25 to 30 minutes for our guys to get warmed up, but hits from head to toe. We're going to hit every aspect of their body from head to toe. It's kind of funny. I was walking down the line the other day, and one of the kids looked over and he goes, "Man, we're hitting muscles I had never touched before." And I was (laughs) like, "That's good. You know, I I, I like hearing that. You know, that that they're they're experiencing some new things, and and I think that's great." Uh, From there, excuse me. Um, We'll go into some uh, very light. Uh, plyometric work, so we'll start off with some light jumps, progressing into some heavier jumps, progressing into some medicine ball throws, progressing into sprint work, and we do a lot of speed work with the guys, and then we'll transition into the weight room. We'll do a total body lift every time we come into the weight room. Again, working the guys from head to toe. Every time the guys step out on the football field, we're never going to play football just with our arms or just with our legs, so we get away from the upper body, lower body split, and train the total body using a lot of multi-joint movements uh, with our guys. Squats, presses, pulls, um, those types of things. And then we have a very special emphasis on posterior chain, low backs, glutes and hamstrings, uh, making sure that we strengthen those areas, posterior shoulder um, because we, we want to get away from what we call the mirror mentality. Uh, guys like to train what they see in the mirror. They want to have big pecs, <laughs> big biceps, big quads, but the muscles that are on the back side of the body are the ones that are most important. The posterior delts, uh, the glutes, the hamstrings, the low back, those are the athletic muscles. You know, you see a lot of your sprinters, they're pulling their hamstrings. A lot of guys in college football, NFL, are missing time because of hamstring pulls. We want to try to eliminate those things as much as possible uh, by training those and really focus on those parts of the body. And then uh, doing a lot of injury prevention work. You know, we understand football players, shoulders, knees, hips, ankles. So we spend a lot of time with that. Today, we actually we spent a lot of time on our neck, uh, you know, training the neck and making sure that our guys have good, strong, healthy necks. And that was part of what we did today as well.
2: When you look at what you do, you know, Monday through Friday, what's kind of a general schedule of when you lift, when you. Right, so we
1: we train five days a week, and we'll train our guys on on what we refer to as a high-low sequence. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday are high days. So those are high CNS days, days that were really challenging the central nervous system. So everything we're doing is very high intensity, very low volume. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we back that down. We go high volume, low intensity. And what that allows the central nervous system time to do is recover. And those are the times we put in more of our ancillary work, like the kind of things we did today, posterior shoulder, biceps, triceps, abs, those kinds of things. And then uh, on the high days we're heavy squat heavy bench, heavy pull, sprint work, jump work, medicine ball throws, heavy plyometrics, those type of things with our players.
3: Frank, maybe you could uh, just tell us a little bit about the the difference between uh, different positions that that are on the field. So – Uh, what's like a lineman's typical workout day compared to that of a quarterback or or a defensive back?
1: Absolutely. So one of the things that that we're going to bring here and and, and we've developed over the course of the last four years is pretty neat. Right now, everybody's in a very general phase. So pretty much quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, everybody's doing the same thing. Once we get into the summertime, we're going to get away from that, though. My staff and I are going to meet with the football staff, and we're going to get with each individual coach, and I ask those coaches three to five things. What are three to five things your guys can do coming in in August for camp that are going to help make your job a world easier when they step out on the football field? What are those things that those guys can do? And then we're going to learn their drills. So their agility isn't going to be sprint, shuffle, backpedal. It's going to be the specific position work that those coaches are going to have those kids do in August. So they're already two months ahead by the time they roll in in August. Then what we'll do is we're going to build. Look at Michael. He's so excited right now.
3: Look, if you want to change your projection, for the first four games now <laughs> go ahead I, I want to hold it against you we're gonna we're exactly.
1: gonna build the lifting around the specific needs of the position work so everything that we're doing is tailored to fit the individual needs of, of the athlete and again not just any athlete
2: but the BYU football player why what makes you so excited when you hear this explain why it, you're so excited.
3: it, it just makes sense and I feel like this is something that that we as players here uh, um, we've I've talked to Spencer Hadley who was just on and this is something that we've always wanted wanted and it's it's been a long time coming and I feel like uh you coming here right now I think that that the players are excited um having a change is always exciting and then not only is it a change but it's a it's a great change and just it just makes sense and especially if you're a player you want to be working on those those uh position specific workouts you want your body to be fresh talking about the backside workout I mean (laughs) back hamstrings glutes that's where your speed comes from and uh it just makes sense, so I'm, I'm I'm fired up, man. Just listening to this, this gets me uh, gets me going. I wish I had one more year to, <laughs> to, to be under your reign, you know. And uh, it's exciting stuff.
1: Well, you're welcome to come back anytime.
3: We'll work I'm, with you as soon as you get healthy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be there. I'll be there. few <laughs> days, Yeah,
2: there are different seasons. Um, you know, it's not just like spring ball and the season in the fall. You have what's going on right now, spring mm-hmm. ball, I suppose summer, and then what happens during fall. How do you change things during those seasons?
1: Well, we've got to modify the training to fit what's going on. So obviously, you know, during this time of year, what we're doing is the most important thing that, that can go on. But we also have to take into account academic schedule and academic load. So we look at when the kids are going to be having finals week and midterms and those kinds of things. And we take into account – that time of year and say okay well maybe the week that they're doing finals and midterms isn't the best time of week to test them so when those things are coming up we know to kind of back off the guys we'll go ahead and plan in a uh, a scheduled um, deload week to allow the guys' bodies to recover, but that allows their bodies to recover as well as their minds to be focused on what they need to be focused on from an academic standpoint. Come football season, we got to be all about ball. So we want to continue to get our guys stronger throughout the course of the year. I'll always look at the in season as our longest uninterrupted block of training that we're going to have. You know, Anytime, because of NCAA rules, we're allowed typically eight-week blocks with the kids. So We'll get eight weeks in the winter, eight weeks in the summertime, but once camp starts, you've almost got 30 weeks with the guys, especially if you go to a bowl game, you get 30 uninterrupted weeks, week Week in and week out, you can get the kids, which is a great opportunity. Now, if you use that time the right way and slowly progress them, we talk about like make I always like to refer to things back to food because I love to eat and I love to cook, but. Um, Referring back to food, making a chili, you don't just throw the stuff in the pot and turn the thing on hot. You put the ingredients in at the right time, you put them in slowly, and you put that crock pot on low and let that thing cook all day. Same thing with developing an athlete. If we progress those kids slowly and appropriately throughout the course of a year, throughout the course of four years or five years, or in the case of our return missionaries, possibly seven or eight years, depending on what goes on with them, then we can really have a very good product, a healthy product with the kid at the end of that time.
2: I could spend uh, probably a whole hour. Uh, just talking with you about the different stuff. We, appre- we appreciate the time, Frank, and uh, roger that. Roger, roger that. that.
1: All right, appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you.
0: I have literally never been more excited to go and use my crock pot. Ever! <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I want
2: to go to the weight room right now and lift that bar so high Let's in go air. get
0: swole, man. If I
2: add any weight, that would be a bonus. You know, He either has a really bad cold or he's getting after it in the weight room, verbally.
0: Oh, I, With I would, that voice, I would guess it's the latter for sure. The dude is a, the dude is a motivator. He's in postseason form right now. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm also excited for what happens on September 5th. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 225. Yeah. That's right, BYU and Nebraska, 225 days away from kicking off the 2015 football season That's so far away coming up a BYU tight end on track to NFL dreams it would seem Devin Mahina joins us to preview the senior bowl this is BYU Sports Nation welcome back to BYU Sports Nation it's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan In Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUsportsNation.com. Coming up tomorrow, women's basketball host
2: San Diego. They had a player who had a triple-double last week with 10 blocks. That's 4 Eastern time tomorrow on BYU TV. Uh, BYU Radio, at the same time, will have the men's basketball game. And then that's on a series of regional uh, sports networks.
0: Yeah, BYU men's basketball, Anson Winder is back. Nate Austin is not after re-injuring... His right hamstring, no timetable on his return. But it's good to have Anson back for sure. Also good to be joined by Devin Mahina, former BYU tight end, now approaching and pursuing an NFL dream. And he's got a lot of good things going for him right now. Devin, now you have been invited to the Senior Bowl uh, after a nice performance uh, in the previous game. How did this Senior Bowl invite come about?
4: Hey, guys. What's up? How's it going? Great. How much your favorite provo co host?
0: <laughs>
4: we are good. <laughs> we are we are
0: fantastic. Devin, uh, first of all, congratulations on getting to the senior bowl. What was your reaction when uh, you found out you were gonna be playing in a second game?
4: Oh guys, I was I was so stoked. Um, I uh, you know just finished the NFL PA game Saturday and you know, thought I was gonna have some time to relax a little bit and then Sunday morning, uh, Phil Savage. Called me and he's like, "Hey, you want to come to the Senior Bowl in Alabama?" And I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is really happening!" Um, So I uh, got on the phone with the secretary, and that was this was like at nine o'clock in the morning, and then two o'clock, I was on a plane to Mobile, Alabama.
2: It happens fast. Um, Yeah, and uh, you've leveraged kind of this postseason experience as something that you hope uh, will help you on draft day, help you at least. You know, sign with the team if that doesn't work out. What's this? Uh, what have the past uh, week and a half been like for
4: you? Oh, just just so crazy. Um, you know, it's it's been a it's been a huge roller coaster. You know, you go from meeting with scouts all day and then going to practice, and then you you got to meet with financial advisors who are want to you know, you know you they have you t- they they talk and you know give them your spiel or whatever but it's just it's it's a whole different world so what kind of
0: reaction uh have you gotten from scouts and uh teammates and coaches according to your performance in the nflpa bowl and now uh at practice during the senior bowl
4: yeah um you know they've everyone's just so proud of me and you know i just i try my best to work as hard as i can and make the most out of this opportunity and so you know just to be here in Mobile with, you know, a lot of great players is just, just a blessing.
2: Give us an idea of what your schedule's like on average the past week and a half.
4: Okay, let's see. Past week and a half. Um, well, that will be a game. I woke up at 6.30 in the morning to go to bra- uh, for breakfast, and then we practiced at 8. And then that was about three hours. So we'd come back for lunch, and then we would meet for three hours and then dinner, and then after dinner, it's just all interviews with scouts. And so all 32 teams are here. Um, you know, they, they have about five scouts for each team, and they just kind of come up to you, and you sit down, and you just talk and talk and talk and talk. And it's basically it would be the same thing here at the Senior Bowl, except for there's uh, quite a bit more boosters. So you go to banquets, you go to events, uh, along with meeting with scouts and practice. So,
2: What do you do to Relax. Uh,
4: Ice baths.
0: <laughs> an, bath. an ice bath?
4: Yes, because by the time I get done with my days at about eleven o'clock at night, I fill up the tub with ice and just sit in there and, you know, try to rejuvenate my body and that's really the only relaxation that I <laughs> I have time to fit in my schedule.
2: I'm the same way. I go home and I go, man, I had a stressful day. I'm going to I'm gonna put Stop. ice in the tub because my mind has been so
0: stressed. <laughs> no, De- no, Devin Mahina yeah. lives no, in I a can. world. You live in a world where an ice bath <laughs> is how you relax, and the rest of us at do least, not.
4: Yeah, at least for this past week and a half, you know. Okay, I'm had to go home on Sunday and, you know, kind of take a day or two off and just let my body recuperate.
0: Devin Mahina joining us as he prepares for the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, former BYU tight end on BYU Sports Nation. What's the best piece of advice you've received from uh, an NFL coach, I guess during the NFLPA and uh, the Senior Bowl weeks?
4: So I've had the opportunity to work with the Jaguars coaching staff. And, uh, man, these these are are some great guys, and they have a lot of wisdom. And, uh, you know, Probably the best thing I've learned so far is uh, to be a dominant competitor. So what that means is, you know, maximizing your abilities through internal forces uh, while at the same time making your uh, teammates better. And So that's really the kind of guy that uh, teams are looking for is, you know, somebody who's internally motivated but at the same time is going to make his teammates better.
2: That's all nice. That's all really nice. Would you like our advice? (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, what do, you, what do you guys have to say?
2: I've got I've got one for you. Here we go. Hurdle a dude
4: in the <laughs> senior bowl.
2: Get <laughs> noticed in a in a different way by doing something that's I don't know, a little BYU esque. What do you think?
4: Yeah, you know, a lot of kids they, you know, I've had a lot of conversations about BYU and you know, these kids don't really have any idea, you know, what we go through and I kind of tell them about the honor code and they're just all shocked. Just like, Man, how do you guys do that? you know, I'm just like no, it's just a way of life for us, and, uh, you know, we just have morals and values, and we, you know, we stick to them, so, you know, and they're, all of them are thoroughly impressed with, you know, how big all your players did
2: are. You, did you tell them, well, we have this serious advantage because we go on missions, and we're just so much <laughs> yeah. older and more mature than everyone? My favorite yeah, thing ever.
4: Yeah, every time, every time, uh, if I've played against them in the past, they're like, man, you guys are big and physical, and so... You know, I think that's kind of good. You know, BYU has a reputation of being, you know, physical team. So, <laughs>
2: and that's good because I'm, I'm just tired of people being like, "Well, they got two years to just lift weights." I'm like, "You have no idea what
4: happened on a Mission yeah. Man." Yeah. Devin Mahina,
0: Oh, so go ahead, Devin.
4: Oh, right, i just saying. You know, when they find out I've, I've been, you know, in Madagascar for the past two years, they're like, "Oh my goodness!" They're just so shocked. But
0: Devin Mahina with us on BYU Sports Nation, Devin. Uh, pushing it forward now to the NFL. Obviously, you want to play in the league and maybe. You didn't 50- have any advice for Devin? I have no. He doesn't need advice from me. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> so let's let's talk about things relevant. There's nothing I can tell Devin. That All right, has, you he has. the one piece heard.
2: of advice: just hurdle. That's it. Okay.
0: Yeah, you can tell him the hurdle. Whatever. Well, <laughs> you want to make a 53-man NFL roster. Whether a hurdle will get you closer to that or not is is to be determined. But what are your expectations for getting to the NFL?
4: Um, You know, my expectations is just to get better every day. You know, uh, know, it's kind of nice to find out what I need to work on. And so, you know, when I get back to training, I'm going to have specific things that I'll work on every day. You know, that way when pro day comes, you know, I'll be able to show the scouts, like, you know, show them that I'm a good player. So that's the plan.
2: Do you expect to get drafted and if not at least sign with a free agent? Uh, and, and with I the do. team?
4: I do, you know. It's, it's been my dream my whole life to, you know, play in the NFL. You know, and if 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 I don't get drafted, you know, I'm 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 not going to be sad because you know, there's the free agent route is uh, you know, another uh, opportunity to still to still make the 53-man roster, so you know, my goal is just to get to get my foot in the door. Well, you've
0: played with a number of guys that uh, went the free agent route—Daniel Sorensen and Wani Unga and Spencer Hadley. Which former Cougars are you contacting to help yourself prepare for uh, the approaching draft and, and what you can do?
4: Yeah, so I've talked to a lot of players. Uh, I've talked to Fuli, Manase, Um So those guys have, you know, really reached out and helped me. You know, answer my questions. And so, uh, you know, it's as I'm trying to learn as much as I can because, you know, you only get one chance at this opportunity.
2: Do you still have that blonde patch of hair in the back? <laughs> I do. I do. Have you re dyed it since the season?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, but you know, maybe I'll do a little bit more, you know, I need it I need to Find some some way to stand out.
0: Now your wife is a is a hairstylist and a makeup artist. Like how does she feel about the blonde patch in the back?
4: Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe hopefully she tweets at you guys in a couple minutes and she'll, she'll let you know.
2: <laughs> she yeah. did retweet me a moment ago, so I'm Yeah, we she are is, awaiting the watching. tweet. Lindsay, what's up? We, we want to give you the karma before I forget, by the way. We want to give you the BYU Sports Nation karma that the Senior Bowl will be fruitful and awesome, that you'll hurdle someone, and that that will lead to greatness for you.
4: Yeah, thank you. So uh, I scored a touchdown in one-on-one dread zone yesterday, and I spiked it like Gronkowski. So <laughs> I know I know the commentators got pretty mad at me about that, but you know I, I gotta you, know, you gotta take every opportunity you can. Listen,
2: I'm telling you, there's value to sticking out. Uh, obviously, if you do things right off the field, on the field, you can figure things. No, no one has issues with a guy that's too. Uh, aggressive on the field. It's off the field where you have issues. So if you spike it, you're hoarding little guy, you have a little personality, that'll get mm-hmm. that'll make
0: you stick out. No, this brings up an issue, Dan. Yeah. Can you can you not celebrate in the senior bowl the way that you would in an NFL game? Are are the college rules still applicable
4: to this game? No, no. It's all NFL rules. Hmm. So you know we use NFL uh hashes and and NFL balls and, you know, if you fall down you can get up and run. So it's all NFL rules.
2: Are all the balls uh, inflated properly at the senior ball? <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is a serious I question. Think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Know, I don't know what the Jaguars are doing. But no I Patriot? You no.
2: Know. Well, the Patriots are busy. They're not there hanging out, probably. So, yeah. Okay, we're, yeah. Good. we're good.
0: Listen, Devin Mahina prefers 12.5 PSI in all of his <laughs> NFL footballs. <laughs> Hey, Devin, best of luck to you. Great to talk to you uh, as you, you prepare guys. for the Thank Senior you. Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, enjoy the karma. Congratulations on the success that you've had thus far, and good luck uh, in the game.
4: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Devin Mahina with us on BYU Sports Nation. I'm excited for the hurdle in the Senior Bowl. <laughs> and the Gronkowski spike after he scores a touchdown on that play. Who's
2: Someone on NFL Network or something? Hey, why is he spiking it? Who cares? Be he's excited. not going to be a good tight end if he spikes it. Who cares? He has personality and he got, it's fun. Come on. Because it's practice.
0: Like, enjoy the success. We gave him the karma. I think he's going to crush it in the senior bowl. Absolutely. Who would BYU basketball benefit more by having healthy? Nate, Austin, or Anson Winder? We discuss that more next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer, and his name is Jerome. That's right. Men's Hoops tomorrow
2: at San Diego at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Listen to it on BYU Radio. It's on a couple of regional sports networks. Uh, good luck finding that. <laughs> if it's not on like, ESPN or CBS Sports Network or you're gonna whatever, have to work, you're, like, you're going to have to work a little bit. Yeah, to you're going to have it. to work.
0: Not is every game's is. on
2: ESPN, people. Most are. yeah.
0: BYU that's fans true. are spoiled. Yeah. It's Who awesome. would Hashtag the Mountain. Who would BYU <laughs> basketball benefit more by having... No one's ever
2: hashtagged that. <laughs> Healthy. The, hashtag the, M- the
0: MTN. Or was it MNT? M- <laughs> the Mountain HD. Remember when that was such a huge deal? HD. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Nate Ma- Austin. No one's
2: used the hashtag the MTN or MNT ever. Ever? I don't see it.
0: Unless it's been like cleared Recent? out just because they were so angry with No, just go with ever, know. dude.
2: Ever. Okay. ever. Ever.
0: Ever. For- Superlatives. Wendy Peppercorn. Can I finish my Twitter question, please? <laughs> thanks, thanks, Cheryl. <Joe. laughs> what would be why you benefit more? Who would be why you benefit more by having out the Nate Austin or Anson Winder at Family Budge? Says Nate, need a big presence in the post. Kafusi and Worthington aren't cutting it. Dot, dot, dot. Yet! It's getting late. I mean, we're two-thirds
2: of the way in here. 21 out of 31 games have been played, right? Isn't that weird? The back third is left? There's a lot of games.
0: Dave Rose was asked yesterday, why does he opt for Luke Worthington over Corbin Kofusi? Because he knows what's going on in defense. he he understands our defensive plan game in and game out. I think Worthington's
2: a solid defensive player. Absolutely. I told the—I said this a long time ago. If you understand that there's no real inside presence— Scoring the ball on offense that you won't be as frustrated watching this season, just enjoy those guards. Yeah,
0: they, they lead that's the nation in scoring:
2: That's unbelievable <laughs> That's amazing that they still do that, and unfortunately, they were held to 61 against Pepperdine. Yeah. that's the win that just kind of irks me the most. Um, you know, losing at St Mary's, I can see how that happens, especially without winder. Um, but I thought BYU healthy, that would be a tough game. Now you look at it and you go, man, if Austin and Winder are in that game and healthy, BYU wins that game. Yeah, Five-point no- game, Kyle Collinsworth gets four fouls, sits out like eight minutes. Hard not eight. to
0: think BYU beats Pepperdine at home, too, with an inside presence like Nate Austin. I feel like he makes enough of a difference that BYU probably plays better defense I like and, and wins that game.
2: Without Nate, at home with Winder, yep. I think playing at home make, will make that big a difference.
0: At Kyle Aaron, Collinsworth's not getting four fouls at home. Yeah, at, oh, my goodness. At Aaron K. MN. Austin, no doubt. Winder is a great asset, but our guard line is strong. We have almost no other big men with experience. Now, Luke is the guy that has notable experience. He's played a lot of minutes, and you can understand why Dave Rose wants to go with him defensively because. Was
2: Mika's protege.
0: Yeah, he's, he's in the right positions a lot of time. Now, you know, it's, it's one thing to be in the right position, and another thing. To make the correct play, but but uh, Mark Pope has talked to me about this, and he feels like Luke is making the the steps that he needs to make to become uh, a good post player at BYU. I, you know what, but, if Mark Pope is telling me that he sees the game differently than everybody else from a
2: foot about a ten inch tall higher, <laughs> literally
0: and figuratively.
2: BYU is going to be fine, in my opinion, against everybody um, not named Gonzaga, St. Mary's, Pepperdine. Those games are more of a challenge. I, I don't see BYU stumbling uh, very
0: much, if at all, in the back nine. Can BYU beat Pepperdine at Pepperdine without yeah. Nate Austin? Yeah. I, I
2: think at home, uh, we've talked about it, you had all sorts of negative combinations um, come the to play. The weirdest night in, ever. <laughs> one of the weirdest nights ever in the Maritime. You had all this weird stuff happened combined, and BYU lost that game. I think that if one or two of those things didn't happen, then you win that game. So I think BYU wins at Pepperdine. That's going to be a tough game, but I think BYU wins.
0: True or false, BYU can win 25 games without Nate Austin in the lineup.
2: Uh, he, well, he was in the lineup for some of those, okay. so it would be like, what, 17 or something?
0: Yes. Yeah. Getting to 25. Okay. I,
2: yeah, I, th- I think so. Because it's the WCC. It's not the, the SEC or the Pac-12. BYU can be the third best team in the league. Roger that, brother. I see what you did there. Yeah. Win trick.
0: <laughs> Up next, the Cougar Whip Round, and it is loaded. That's a Friday. BYU Sports Woo! Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. You know what time it is? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's basketball.
2: Tomorrow, BYU plays at San Diego on BYU Radio and a myriad of TV stations at 4 Eastern Ooh, tomorrow. Anson Winder will play tomorrow, it sounds like. But Nate Austin will not. He tweaked his hamstring again Wednesday. Boo. Boo.
0: Men's volleyball. Game day for the fourth-ranked BYU men's volleyball team. Coming off Let's a go. big-time weekend Let's sweep go. of UCLA. They're on the road to face eighth-ranked UC Santa Barbara today and tomorrow.
2: Gymnastics. Some lady named Barbara. Tonight, the ladies host Utah State at 9 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV. Women's basketball.
0: BYU hosts San Diego tomorrow at 4 Eastern on BYU TV. The Cougars have won 11 of the last 13 games. They need this one.
2: Rugby. The 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 back-to-back-to-back national champions play Utah tomorrow. Together we reached. They play in St. George at Snow Canyon High School. This is not the Wasatch Cup. That will come later. BYU 1-0 this season after pounding eighth-ranked Arizona State two weeks ago.
0: Cougars in the PGA. Three former Cougars are in the Humana Challenge. Daniel Summerhays tied for 78 to 2 under, five holes into his second round. Zach Blair even par. And Mike Weir is 2 over?
2: Is that in, in uh, the desert?
0: That is in the Where Southern California party, man.
2: Desert. That's my tournament, dude. Track and field. This is my competition. Men and
0: women's tracker at the Air Force Invitational today through Saturday. All
1: right, swimming and
2: diving. <laughs>
0: the men and women hosting the Denver Pioneers in two minutes. You don't have to watch in the, the Richards Plains Building on campus to be a pioneer.
2: Hey, future guests, Brian Keel next week.
0: All right, the
2: big B passion. The, the passion is back. I got another big email. B email. Jeff Judkins, Blaine Fowler, and Zach Blair from the PGA Tour, former Cougar. Okay, yeah, Tour Speaking of year. the
0: Humana Challenge, we'll talk to Zach about his performance in the Southern California desert. Hopefully, it's good. Then it won't be awkward. No. It's- He'll be he, he's, he's I'm played, just kidding. He's played really well in
2: his rookie campaign. Oh, he's on the PJ Tour. He plays golf really goodness. <laughs> he gets
0: paid to play golf. Yeah, that's the lie. <laughs> Today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter help when you needed most dexterlaw.com it goes to the man with a blonde patch in the back of his head. Devin Mahina. With the wrong Spike. I <laughs> <At> practice. With <laughs> the Gronkowski spike. That's fantastic. At the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, good luck to Devin tomorrow. Or Twitter question Who would BYU basketball benefit more by having healthy Nate Austin or Anson Winder? At Big D Dan Eleven has this to say, Nate Austin. Mm. We need those rebounds to stop the opposition's Mo on the inside. More or Mo? We want some more. Thanks to Frank <laughs> Wintrick, Devin Mahina, and everyone on our crew. Follow
2: us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation.
0: The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN and BYUSportsNation.com. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Brandon Bradley. Good to be back, dude. We want some more.